You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Thursday, October 26th, and it has been raining for like 36 straight hours here in Kansas City. Uh, We might also have a snow game this weekend in Denver. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sweeney. You asked Patrick Mahomes yesterday. He's, he's a snow game guy. He, he's ready in case it uh, gets chilly and the snow falls in Denver on Sunday. Yeah, it ended up being a pretty funny exchange. Uh, I think, like, and this is pulling the curtain back of maybe a little inside football or inside the industry. I think if he had responded like that when I was like just starting out, I would have been embarrassed and shut up. But uh, at 10 years of, of, of growth of hair on my chest made me quickly ask about the, the grip. And it turns out there is like a little bit of a, a reason for maybe him feeling that way. He noted that that the ball, uh, you know, it gets a little stickier in the snow than, for example, the rain. Uh, and and you give any you've give Patrick Mahomes any kind of like sticky adhesive advantage, and uh, you're going to get what you what you get from a, a guy who grew up in Texas playing really well in the snow. Uh, so the forecast is ever changing right now. It, it looks like it might be over with by the time the game starts, but um, as we've seen in Kansas City, weather can change really quickly, uh, and so uh, I'm kind of hoping that we get we get some snow for Chiefs and Broncos. Yeah, uh, I always love a good snow game, so I kind of hope it does. And I, I think I don't think snow would impact uh, what the Chiefs are going to do to this Broncos team on on Sunday afternoon. So I, I am on board with the Patrick Mahomes snow game at all times, but. Uh, yesterday's practice, we did get some updates on some important injuries for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Andy reconfirmed that Nick Bolton did have surgery on his wrist on Tuesday. Uh, he's expected to be back in Kansas City, and I would imagine if they're going to place Nick Bolton on IR this week, that probably doesn't happen until Saturday. You see them usually make a flurry of moves as they 
you know, elevate practice squad additions and kind of make tweaks to the roster ahead of game day. So I would imagine if Bolton's headed to IR, that's probably when we'll see it sometime uh, later in the week, uh, like Friday afternoon or, or Saturday afternoon or something like that. And then wide receiver Justin Watson actually returned to practice on Wednesday, which seems a little fast. It seemed like Watson was expected to miss a few weeks and he's already practicing again. So maybe he's going to be available sooner than we all initially thought. Yeah, it's a really pleasant surprise. Uh, and it's kind of fascinating when you look at this game and you study what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing. And we've been watching the snap counts of the receivers. I'm really intrigued to seeing what Justin Watson's potential presence in this game will mean for the snap counts. I, I, I believe after breaking out in the sense, Mark Westvaldo-Scantling will continue to use the get the snaps that he will. We know the Chiefs, and they've been admitted, admitting this now recently, they're trying to get Rasheed Rice more involved. We know that they have trust in Justin Watson. So is this finally the game where you maybe see Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony's usage drop off uh, prior to uh, some of this legal stuff off the field? Justin Ross actually outsnapped Kadarius Tony, so I'm just wondering. Uh, I know we had talked about. I, I think as we go along, the Chiefs are going to identify their top three receivers, who those guys are. Is it uh, Justin Watson, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Rasheed Rice, and or is Sky Moore's usage, which has been in the range of like 35, 40 snaps a game, depending on how many there are, is that about to, to take a big fall? Yeah, I, I tend to think that when Watson is healthy and back, just based on how we saw him used prior to the injury, um, I know Sky was generally playing more snaps than Justin Watson, but Justin Watson was making a much bigger impact than Sky Moore has made this season. So that's an interesting thing to watch. You mentioned Justin Ross was at practice after his uh, arrest earlier this week. Andy Reid mentioned that, you know, kind of what we talked about yesterday, just they're going to let the legal process play out. They're collecting information, trying to make sure they know everything about the situation uh, before they make a decision, if they're going to need to make a decision on the Ross situation. So that's something we'll continue to monitor at arrowheadpride.com. You can keep a lookout uh, for any news and updates on that situation. Uh, I also want to mention Frank Clark. Uh, I think, Pete, you absolutely nailed this situation with Frank as it was reported yesterday that he is expected to be visiting today with the Seattle Seahawks and he is expected to sign with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, uh, Seahawks are banged up along the defensive line. They're a team that's right in the middle of that NFC playoff picture. So it, it's a, it seems to be a better situation where Frank Clark can go to Seattle and have an opportunity to, to contribute right away, whereas Coming here to Kansas City, they have so much depth along that defensive line. We talked about it. It seemed like maybe he was going to be like a veteran practice squad addition that the Chiefs can elevate and utilize in different ways. And I'm just not totally sure that Frank Clark thinks he's at that point of his career just yet. So it seems like they just weren't able to work out a role or find a spot for him necessarily that Frank Clark was really interested in. So he's headed to Seattle. Let's go back to the, wait a minute. Let's go back to that first part for a second. Uh, if you're a, if you're a frequent listener, regular listener of the Arrowhead pride report, could you tell a friend that you could see the future of what happens with the Kansas city chiefs um, and, and let them know that they should be tuning in because uh, I, I was right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not right with everything, but I feel like I, I, I have a pulse of this team and I'm right a lot. And yeah, I just always felt like it was, Frank desiring to come back to Kansas City and Kansas City, especially with Charles Amenehu coming off uh, IR, just really not needing uh, another pass rusher at this time. 
Uh, and I think in the NFL, there is a little bit of that. Well, we have something good going on. You know, let's see if we want to inject player X back into this mix. Um, and this is a hypothetical, but uh, like I'm curious, and we won't know for two months now. But let's say the Chiefs are rolling uh, defensively. Let's say they're clearly top five, eight games from now, while Drew Tranquil is, is manning the middle of that defense. How much does Nick Bolton really play when he gets back? You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. And so I, I think there was a little bit of that. And you saw what the Chiefs had in mind for their third down pass rush this last game. We've been talking about it with Karloftis and Jones and Menahu and Dana and how effective it's been. And I just. I think that they believe those five or I should say four players at this stage are, are better than Frank. Um, I don't think that uh, Frank was a definite no. I think if a need happened later on, uh, perhaps the Chiefs would have given him a call. But uh, as it turned out, Frank wanted to be with the club now. Can't blame him for that. Uh, and as John Dixon uh, put in our write-up of this, he did end up home. We just forgot that uh, his his first home was with the Seattle Seahawks who drafted him. Yeah, I, I think it was going to be a tough situation with Frank where – you know, you talk about a player like Mike Dana, who in years past has been much more of a rotational player, but is in a contract season having a career impact kind of year is he is set to probably hit the free agent market this offseason and get paid by somebody. And he's playing really, really well. Karloftis is a second year player who his, looks like he's taken a huge step forward in year number two. And then you've got all these rotational guys, including a first round pick and Felix and DK Uzama that you want to get snaps to. So it, the, the Frank situation outside of nostalgia never really made a ton of sense to me unless Frank was really willing to admit that at this point in his career, he is kind of that veteran practice squad player who can get elevated to your roster when you need to add some depth. And just doesn't feel like he believes that he is at that point of his career yet. And, you know, there's a guy like, Carlos Dunlap, who was on this team last year, still floating around out there and has admitted that he is waiting for the right situation with a contender where he could step in and find an impact. So uh, there's still veteran players out there on the market that you could take a look at if you really felt like you needed to add another pass rusher to this team. And I, I just think that Frank Clark is still young enough that he feels like he can contribute more than just being a practice squad addition to your roster. So let's just say this. I mean, we don't know the, the details of the communication between these two sides, but the Chiefs did add a defensive lineman to their practice squad this week in Mike Pinnell. Um, and you wonder at that point, you know, was a conversation had between the Chiefs and Frank? And as you alluded to, Frank is probably like, well, you know, I'm good enough still to be on a 53-man roster. Uh, it probably feels that way. And uh, fortunately for him, it, it, it looks like he found one. Um, and uh, I know I'm going to sound crazy here, Steve. Um, I have been watching the Seattle Seahawks, uh, and I am not a, a, I guess, uh, extreme um, buyer in the Philadelphia Eagles as being the definite team to represent the NFC. Uh, Geno Smith is playing some really good football, and I, I just feel like the Seahawks are spicy. I, I certainly think they'll be in the playoffs, and I just think the NFC is wide open. So um, maybe the Chiefs do see see Frank at some point uh, this year uh, in, in, in February. Uh, it'd be quite a story. Yeah, uh, Seattle is playing really well right now. That secondary uh, especially is playing fantastic so far this season. They got a lot of young playmakers on the defensive side of the ball on that team. Uh, I do want to mention uh, we'll hear from the coordinators later on this afternoon, get another injury update. So make sure you're on the lookout for that here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And before we get out of here, 
Uh, I know they're playing the Denver Broncos this week, but we've got this massive matchup against the Miami Dolphins in Germany the following week. And I just want to mention that it was reported yesterday, wide receiver Tyree Kill mispracticed with a hip injury. And there hasn't been an official update on his status, but based on comments from players on the team and quarterback to a tongue of Ilo, wide receiver Jalen Waddle, it sounds like the Dolphins are afraid that this hip injury could be something that makes Tyreek Hill miss some time. So when you look ahead to this massive matchup in Germany in a couple of weeks, uh, the Dolphins are probably going to be missing uh, star cornerback and Jalen Ramsey, who hasn't been able to find the field yet this season after dealing with a preseason injury. Uh, Devon Achan, who looked like an absolute superstar caliber running back, gets hurt. He's on IR. He's not going to be available. And now there's legitimate question as to whether or not Tyreek Hill is going to be available for this game. Just based off of comments, I would imagine that we'll get more from the Dolphins today on the status of Tyreek Hill. But just based on the reports from yesterday, it seems like he could be totally up in the air for that game. Yeah, the, the Chiefs have had some some things break their way, I think, you know, this year when you just look at uh, across the league with the Jets situation. Everyone knows that. Um, before Mike Williams could play the Chiefs, and Mike Williams plays the Chiefs well, the Chargers lost him for the season, and now the Dolphins could be depleted. My read on that situation, Steve, uh, is is similar to that of Mitch Schwartz, uh, former Chief. I saw him commenting about this on on, on Twitter. I, I wonder if Tyreek is, is ailing right now and simply wants to be full strength for that uh, Dolphins-Chiefs game. I mean, with the way that, that Tyreek is forward with things that need to be said, uh, I imagine that this this idea of playing the Chiefs has been on his mind for a really long time. And so you wonder if, if he is saying to the, the medical team, look, we got the Patriots this weekend. I know they're coming off a big win against the Bills, but Jalen Waddle's got him. He's going to be waddling all over the end zone. Um, these guys can figure it out without me, uh, and I want to be 100% to play my former team. Uh, and maybe there is some of that thinking. I, these – and, and the Chiefs do it too. Like, let's not um, just isolate the Dolphins and, and Tyreek. It's never talked about at the podium. Andy Reid is like the guy that stands at the podium with the one going against a one with team and tells them how uh, good they are and how well coached they are. But they plan for these things, right? Like, if there's a short game um, coming up, like a short week the next week, like we saw with Nick Bolton, maybe they hold him back because they say, well, we're, we're going to need him for that next Thursday night. Or if they're playing maybe what is an inferior team and then you have the world champs coming up, Maybe you hold one of your better players back so that you have a better chance of winning that game. Teams actually think like this, but they're never going to say that at the podium and say, yeah, Bill Belichick's squad, uh, I don't know about them this, in, this, this week. We need, we need Tyreek Moore for the Chiefs. It just, there's a lot of that that actually goes into the strategy and thinking of teams, especially the medical staff. And so I, I do actually wonder if there is uh, something to that uh, of Tyreek saying, look, I'm banged up. Uh, we, we're going to need me to play the Chiefs. Let, let's see what happens here. Yeah, I would have to imagine just the in the hype that's going to be around that game, uh, the way they're going to publicize it ahead of next week, like got to get up super early on Sunday morning for this huge game in Germany. And Tyreek Hill, who's been really vocal since leaving the Chiefs about like last year, it was like hyping up Tua is like the best quarterback he's ever played with and the most accurate passer he's ever played with and things like that. And just. I don't think Tyreek's taking shots at the Chiefs, but I do think there's something there where Tyreek's like, I have to play against Kansas City. I have to make them regret, you know, trading me and not wanting to to pay me like the top wide receiver that I am. And 
that that stuff's important to players. And, and Tyreek is the Miami Dolphins offense right now. It's also worth mentioning that running back Raheem Mostert, who's having an incredible season, was out of practice this week. So Dolphins got a lot of things to monitor uh, ahead of this matchup in Germany next week. Uh, I kind of hope that everybody's healthy because I do think it could be the game of the year. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Chiefs got to take care of business against the Denver Broncos first this week in Denver. So uh, we'll have all the updates for you at arrowheadpride.com. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween. I'm Stephen Sir. That's where you can find me. We will be back tomorrow with a live edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. We'll talk to you then. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.